welcome to the Tape Cassette Podcast. I am Jacqueline, and this episode I'll be talking to you about counterfeit tapes. Um, This episode was kind of springboard off of a friend's article that he wrote um, talking about counterfeit tapes and his experience with them. Um, So I thought I would go into it a bit, and I didn't really sit there and think about counterfeit tapes because uh, it wasn't really one of those things that I personally dealt with a lot, uh, at least that I know of. Um, As far as my own personal experience with it, there was a place in my hometown area, a little bit outside of the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area, and it's called the Swap Shop. So the Swap Shop was like kind of like a flea market type of a place. It's still around today. But that is where you would get some bootleg type counterfeit tapes. That that would be one of the places back in the day where you could get them from. And um, a lot of people mentioned that they got, from what I read online, that they got their counterfeit tapes also at flea markets or marketplaces. And um, the interesting part about it is that when cassettes were coming about, the record industry was kind of worried about people making counterfeits for them. And it's with good reason. However, I think we learned eventually that with digital, when digital came out, it was like every new technology, they were worried about it taking over. And if anything, sometimes it would cause the uh, reverse effect where if people are exposed to your music at a cheaper rate, they may be more willing to purchase when either they have the funds to, or like if you have a show in town, they'd be more likely to attend it at that point. Um, I posted on Twitter today that I was probably not going to be as energetic, and I would say that I'm probably not as energetic for this podcast today. Uh, mainly been kind of catching up on a bunch of tapes and such, uh, which I'll probably be doing a tape podcast. Uh, one of these podcast episodes will be on things that I learned while doing my own releases that I wanted to share, like kind of like the mistakes that I've made and the lessons that I've learned. Um, aside from that, I had, uh, one of my Twitter friend followers, I like to call followers friends because it's like, sometimes you'll have so many conversations with random people on the internet that they become more talkative with you than your real life friends. And it's like, um, all my friends live online and I'm okay with that because sometimes as much as I can be pretty energetic and outgoing in person, I do like to hermit. So, as I am recording in my closet this episode, it's kind of ironic because I am alone in a closet talking to you, the listener, at a different time and point that you'll be listening to this. So, um, needless to say, it uh, it's kind of one of those, like, sometimes audio people like to be alone. So, it's nice to be able to intermittently talk to people online when you feel like socializing and then go back to your self selfness and just listen to music on your own. So, um, my online friend there on Twitter had posted about, uh, 747 and Far East tapes and he had provided a picture of a Phil Collins, no jacket required album. 
And the irony of the post was that it was literally Phil Collins with no shirt on. And it was like, if you look up the, like, if you go onto Wikipedia or anything and type in no jacket required, it's literally a picture of his face. It's not like a topless, a topless Phil Collins uh, album. And then there was another one where on the same post that um, they had replied back to me was one that was David Bowie. Which it's like David B-O-O-W-I-E instead of Bowie, which is B-O-W-I-E. So Bowie, I would imagine, would be like Casper the Friendly Ghost as David Bowie. Who knows? Um, so that made me laugh, too. And um, when I was looking, my my friend had sent me some of the... My friend in Italy had sent me some of the ones that he had. Um, and they were just like... Pink Floyd was spelled wrong. Um, there was one that made me laugh a lot. Was it? It was like the Beatles had the Apple Apple Records. So like instead of the Apple, they had like Apple Computers, the logo for it as the logo. <laughs> so it's like um, this is not this is not the right Apple here. So it's kind of. I, like, really, I recommend if you want to learn about counterfeit tapes, just Google. I know that sound like, just look it up. I know that sounds really, like, uh, kind of like, not, I don't want to say common sense, but to say that on a podcast, it's like, well, I recommend looking it up if you have the ability to look at it, um, because they're really funny. And it's almost like, I wish that, maybe, maybe, like, on the subreddit for cassette culture, people could do, like, more memes with, um, counterfeit tapes, and it's, like, when you're looking for David Bowie, but you only find David Bowie, stuff like that, um, or maybe, like, only five people would be amused by that, and I'm one of those five people that gets amused by it, so everything I looked up, though, like, literally type it into anything, you find all of these different articles on it, and I actually don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo, which is a total random thing that I'm talking about in my podcast. But the reason I like it is because sometimes, like, the the uh, DuckDuckGo algorithms are a little different than Google. And you get stuff from, like, 1992, which is even better. So when I was, like, looking up stuff on the internet today, I found a article from July 2nd, 1992... And it was an L.A. Times article that said, the headline was like, more than 47,000 counterfeit audio cassette tapes with a retail value of $329,000. And it was talking about how um, they got confiscated and like this whole like counterfeit underground rec- or underground cassette trading and selling was you know, taken down. They really showed it to him by taking down and getting all these counterfeit tapes. So, um, I just thought that was kind of, like, funny, because it's, like, they made, made such a big deal that they had an article about it. And it's, like, nowadays, people are able to just, like, make their own mixtapes at home, and no one says anything. And, um, I did the math on it just to put into perspective that, the average that they were showing was $7 a tape for 329000 with 47,000 tapes. It's about $7 a tape. That's what they were profiting 
or it might have been like the original value of the like tape from if you bought it brand new from the artist. Um, another thing I read was like sometimes the tapes were only 60 minute tapes. So like you would have a album that was over 60 minutes and it would cut off in the middle of the album or you would have an album that's under 60 minutes so you would get random songs. So it's like you're, I imagine if you were like listening to Rolling Stones and then you random get a Barbara Streisand song. Just throw out a little barb there for you. Um, one of the people that I showed, that, sh- that showed up in my little research was um, posting different Barbara Streisand cassettes. I'm like, first of all, like, why would you buy a Barbara Streisand cassette tape that was counterfeit? Because of any of the musicians that I've ever found in the thrift store, it is, like, always Barbara Streisand. Like, she's always in there. Barb needs love, too, but she's always in the thrift stores. And I've said this, like, countless times. This is not the first time I'm announcing that you always I always find her stuff. But it was funny because it's, like, one of them was, you know, a counterfeit tape for her, but it was very evident that it was counterfeit. And they... I, I read on different sources today, too, that it'd be, like, you would have an artist that happened to have, like, a few hits in a different album, and then it would show up in that cassette, and the sound is just completely different. I watched a YouTube video from a channel called 80s Music Lover, and he showed this Prince album that was... He originally bought it on eBay. It was a bootleg, but he didn't know it was a bootleg until he got it. So he did a second order on eBay of the exact same tape. And then he showed the side-by-side of, like, the bootleg versus the actual tape. And the first thing you notice, like, right away is that the J card for the actual tape was, like, a multi-page. Like, it was, like, a fold-out. It looked more legit just looking at it. And the other one was, like kind of flimsy. It was only the regular J, so it had like the strip um, and then the single sheet, um, which I'm um, on my personal tapes. I just do the simple J card because ink's expensive, but um, on these professionally dubbed at the time, they had more of like the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, so you could definitely tell in his video it was really good how he showed it. And um I also found a really random YouTube video that was, like, from Associate Press or something. Like, it was, like, a video from back in the day of the Chinese authorities destroying thousands of counterfeit tapes and CDs. And it was, like, a demonstration to show that they are taking copyright and infringement rights seriously. So they had, like, thousands upon thousands of CDs and cassettes just being, like, squished and pulverized by, like, these massive, I guess, like, trucks or I don't know what those things are called, but they were smashing them. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. It's kind of short. Um, I I did mention in my last episode that there was the guy that I watched and he was like, no bootleg, no BS. So, That is um, very accurate. You can tell kind of, if you look close enough, you can tell which ones are counterfeit. And I am actually probably going to have to go through my own collection because I know a lot of the stuff I get at thrift stores, um, 
one of the places I sourced from is really fast paced, so it's kind of just like grab and go. But most of the ones I did have seem legit. Um, but I'd be curious to see if I have any of those funny ones where it's like, you know, David Bowie. I think that's my favorite one so far. Maybe I should make a Halloween mixtape and call it the Bowie album. Um, yeah, so I hope that you have an awesome day doing whatever it is that you're doing. 